Hello, dear one, and welcome to the Brave Path podcast. I'm your host, Emily Bird. This podcast exists to empower the service-led and soul-centered entrepreneur, that's you, who's looking for clarity, alignment, and empowerment on your business journey. Here we dive into all the things when it comes to the development of your most authentic offerings, overcoming the blocks and limitations that we all face in business, upgrading your mindset, dismantling limiting beliefs and outdated programming, knowing which steps to take next, how to build this beautiful dream business of yours in the embodiment of divine masculine and feminine energy, all while being channeled by your highest self. Yeah, we get spiritual here. And also strategic. I am your transformational business coach, facilitating the space for you to have the inner transformation necessary for the expansion in business you desire. Let's get into it. Today, I want to talk about imposter syndrome and sales. So first and foremost, I want to be totally transparent with my own journey in sales. It has been a process, okay? I have been everywhere from frozen in fear to a babbling brook of nerves in sales conversations. And I want to just let you know, you will get better, okay? It will get better, I promise. As with anything, when you put your mind to it, you expand it right? So if you want to get better at sales, if you want to make more money in your business, if you're ready to expand into the next level of income and impact, and you don't give up, you will get there. You will grow. Alternatively, if you're focused on how bad you are at something, how much you're lacking or missing, Well, my friend, you're cutting yourself off from the improvements, expansion, and transformation available to you solely by focusing on the negative and being consumed by it. The magical shift for you to make is to honor and acknowledge your process from a whole picture perspective. And when you do that, you get to receive the feedback in the moment. It's from this wisdom, receiving the feedback, that we can actually grow. And when you embrace the feedback, when you truly receive it and embrace it fully, whether it's, it's feedback or failure or mistakes, you receive the lesson. Okay, I'm going to say that again. When you embrace the feedback, failure or mistakes, you receive the lesson. Remember that. Also remember this. It's okay to be a work in progress. It's natural and absolutely part of the human experience to always be in progress, in process and development. You are a work of art. So is your business. So is your personal brand. And as you grow and evolve, so does your business and your brand. And in my experience, as we travel down this brave path and growth journey, so do our brands 
our businesses and the connection we have with the work we offer to the world. I want you to feel that for a second. Just take a moment to drop into your heart and maybe just close your eyes, take a few deep breaths, place a hand over your heart, and just take a moment to check in. On this business journey, on this beautiful, brave path that you are walking, how are you being with yourself in this process? Are you rushing? Are you efforting? Are you judging? How can you soften a little bit? Maybe around those harsher edges that just want to make sure you're on track. Just keeping you progressing and purposefully moving forward. Just softening and allowing your journey. Fully allowing and embracing it all. And I want to ask you this. Can you give yourself permission right now to be a work of art? To be a beautiful work in progress. And also to trust your next steps forward. Hopefully you answered yes to those questions. Having a business means you're making big moves on the regular, my dear. And I want you to always remember that you have the power You hold the control and direction of your destiny and how you choose to build your business, grow yourself, and navigate personal expansion. So be in this process. Trust it. Trust the space you're in at this time. And most importantly, trust yourself. So let's talk about sales for a second. (laughs) That's the pep talk. Now here's the real talk. When I say the word sales, what do you think of? Do you shudder at the word or thought? Do you feel resentful? Are you confused? Do you think that maybe you're exempt from sales? (laughs) I did. I'm going to share that story. Do you think that maybe like since your business is based on the exchange of service that you really don't have to sell? Do you think that sales is hard? Making sales is hard? Does the thought of selling feel icky? Does it make you nervous? Are you adverse to selling? What comes up? Maybe you love sales. Maybe you're like, oh, I love sales. Sales equals money. Why am I here? Why am I listening to this podcast? <laughs> let, me, let me ask you this. Does your revenue reflect your relationship with sales? With the marketing and positioning of your business and your brand and your offerings, does it reflect the relationship you have with sales? I bet it does. Because let me tell you, my friend, if you're in business, you're in sales. Period. No getting around it. All right? You can love money, but suck at sales. Okay, I'm going to say that again. You can love money, but be really bad at sales. And it's okay to suck in the beginning. That's pretty normal with everything that we do. We're not we're not really great at it. 
unless you're like a natural. So my sales journey, I, I, I avoided this a while, you know, I, I avoided this for a while in business. I previously thought I didn't have to sell, that people just came to me for the services I provided in my hair salon. The products I sold, I didn't have to sell them. I just had to tell people why they needed it and they would buy it. This was my earliest business. My very first business was my hair salon. And then I owned a yoga studio. And in my yoga studio, I was under this impression it was all subconscious, that people would ask me for a space to practice in my studio. They would ask to buy. They would, you know, we would have to nudge them a little bit. But, you know, the services that we provided, the transformation that we provided in the studio, it spoke for itself. It sold itself. They would just need to ask me for space to practice or ask for a spot to enroll in my teacher training. I didn't have to ask for the sale. The sales just came to me. <laughs> and that misunderstanding, the dismissal of the importance of sales and my responsibility in sales was truly reflected in my numbers at both of those brick and mortar businesses I had, my hair salon and my yoga studio. And they were limited limited in growth, limited in our reach. And ultimately that impacted and limited the amount I was able to sell my business for when I was ready to pass it on to someone else. To, to be blunt, and I know you've heard this, if you're not making sales, technically you don't have a business. You have a hobby, you have a dream, you have a work of art that has yet to yield revenue. And that's okay. We aren't judging that because it's all part of the process and journey. And I want you to fully, fully embrace where you are. But I also want you to grow when it comes to sales. I want you to grow confident in your sales process from the very beginning. The positioning of your brand, business, marketing, and offers that place you directly in front of your most ideal clients and customers to when you enter the sales conversation, the offer and upsell process, the fulfillment phase, this is where you're delivering your offerings, your service, your product, your experience. And then the last stage of the sales process is continuity. And sales has a cycle. It doesn't just stop and fall off after you fulfill the offer. And sometimes it's not just as simple as pre-booking your client for their next service or offering to enroll them into another package with you or whatever it looks like for your business. That can be it. Continuity can be that. But also, sustainable, profitable sales has an ever-living cycle in your business. It's always circulating and moving as a continuum from the very beginning to the middle and at the end, which is always should be an upgrade, an elevation from what the client was previously receiving from you, right? We can have a deeper conversation on the life cycle of sales in your business. I think that would be really helpful. I know it would serve, but let's stay on track with a core foundational component of your success in sales right now, today. I want to make sure that not only you have a developed perspective and lens on this process, but 
that your offers, what you're offering in your business are also developed for a longer, more complete journey for your clients and customers. So let's have an episode more on the phases and stages of sales in the future. But for now, I want to instill this key core principle when it comes to your outlook and relationship with sales. When you sell, you are serving. You've heard that before, hopefully. When you sell, you are serving. If there are any feelings of icky or heavy ugh-ness around your sales process or surrounding your relationship with sales, I want you to flip that now. Because the truth is, when you sell, you are serving your prospects. You're inviting them into their solution, the outcome and desired feeling they want to have. People don't buy the components of your offers. They kind of buy the outcomes. Yes, they buy the results. But what people really buy, what we all buy, is a feeling. It is a desired feeling we want to have. And so when you're selling, you're inviting your prospect into that feeling. That is a gift. Think about this for a second. Your offerings, the services you provide, the gifts you are here to share, the calling, vision, and mission of your business and brand. It's important, right? It benefits your clients and customers, correct? You are offering a life-changing experience. Your offerings are transformational in the lives of your clients. Do you truly believe that? Do you believe in yourself and the power of what you're providing? Sure you do. But there's a reason for that. There's a reason you believe in what you're creating. It's probably because the magic of what you're offering is something that you yourself have experienced. Am I right? It's because that you, perhaps you, are an earlier version of your ideal soulmate client and customer. Hmm? Oftentimes, we are most passionate and authentically placed to provide the services that we offer because we ourselves have been the recipients of that outcome and transformation. I opened my hair salon because I had been both a client and a stylist in both toxic and luxurious and uplifting environments. I wanted to create a down-to-earth, eco-conscious and friendly, but luxurious, deeply connected salon space where my clients could come and relax, connect with themselves, experience beautiful products that make them feel good, and leave the salon feeling it feeling, feeling empowered, uplifted, and just gorgeous, feeling gorgeous. That was the feeling, not the outcome, not the result, not the product, not the components of the experience, but the feeling was empowerment, uplifted, and gorgeous. Okay. I created a yoga studio and a yoga community because my life was deeply transformed by the practice of yoga and the community that I experienced through my own experience in yoga teacher training and being part of a conscious global community. I got to travel the world and meet so many different people from all over through yoga. 
And specifically, my yoga studio had infrared heating panels, and we practiced a particular style of power vinyasa, which made practice super challenging, but deeply awakening and transformative to the body, mind, and spirit. We didn't have mirrors in our practice room. Most hot studios at the time in my city did. We were different in so many ways, and it was a really unique experience to practice in my studio because you were fully felt by and embraced by its teachers and the community we built. People left Community Power Yoga feeling so feeling, feeling so seen, so loved, supported, held, and healed, right? In the beginning of my coaching business, I positioned it as transformational life coaching and mentorship, but I quickly realized I was business coaching everyone. (laughs) All of the beautiful souls I was working with, they were either just beginning or they were somewhat stuck in their growth as a business owner, and they were particularly drawn to my style of leadership, the experience I had, and all I had accomplished in my entrepreneurial journey. And what they most wanted to feel as entrepreneurs and new business owners was empowered, clear, and on track. They wanted to feel that. And so for me, I'm going to get to this, the embodiment and commitment to making it official. Okay, I offer business coaching. That was a pivot for me. And it felt so authentic, natural, and absolutely true. Like in my bones, I knew it. I knew this is what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to coach people officially on their business, but it was also an edge. I had moments of imposter syndrome. Am I good enough to be a business coach? Am I qualified enough? Have I made enough money? Do I have enough experience? What about all of the mistakes I've made? So many thoughts, questions, and really inquiry that I put myself through. And here's the secret about imposter syndrome. I want you to get this. Real imposters don't have imposter syndrome. (laughs) Real imposters do not question their integrity or authenticity. They are imposters. They are pros at making masks, facades, and putting on. If you experience imposter syndrome, it is a gift. It's a moment for you to pause and really do the deeper thought work and discovery around what's really going on here, what's really being communicated. So when I had my imposter syndrome thoughts as I was pivoting my brand position and offerings to business coaching, I did the deeper thought work and I studied my entrepreneurial journey. How long have I been in business? How many businesses have I built? I have successfully sold my yoga studio. I retired from my salon. I went full on in my coaching business before I quote, was ready. You know, I didn't feel completely ready, but I did it anyway. All of this I studied and I reflected on the process, the journey. I looked at all of the money I had made cumulative over the years, along with how much money I had lost. 
there was balance there. <laughs> I looked at my team, how I built SOPs in my studio, how I had formed a yoga teacher training certification program. I had a registered yoga school. I wrote and developed curriculum from scratch and facilitated transformational teacher training certification programs and workshops. I looked at how I had grown my hair salon, retained clients for over 10 years, and attracted new ones. I looked at my journey over the years and really picked and pulled it apart to come to, hey, I actually do have a lot of experience and can absolutely guide others in their journey authentically. And I also saw my gaps. Okay, this is really important. And if you study and question your imposter syndrome, thoughts and feelings and experience, you'll get to this. You'll find your gaps. So for me, marketing and sales, growing an online business, and the development of personal branding were my gaps. And I knew these were areas, I was hungry for the growth in these areas. I wanted to get better at marketing. I wanted to get better at sales. I wanted a fully embodied personal brand. So I knew that these areas were arenas that I wanted to grow into as, as a business owner, personally and professionally. And I wanted to guide my clients into these growth edges as well. An imposter wouldn't have had that awareness or perspective. They would instead bypass that or not even consider it. Or they wouldn't know it. They would have the awareness and they would fake it. Maybe cop somebody else's work off the internet or sell you something on paper but never really deliver it in person. Right? So when I sold my yoga studio to go all into coaching and actually claim I was a coach and build an online coaching business, although I had a lot of experience coaching and guiding others, I quickly learned when I was in that space as a coach that I wanted a framework. And this was before I developed my own framework. Now I have my own framework that I guide my clients through. But when I first started coaching, this was still life coaching. I, I, I didn't have a framework, you know, I was just like blindly coaching people, right? I wanted, I wanted a process to help me guide my clients through the actual coaching container. So that was something I saw. I wanted deeper growth and development as a coach. I wanted to be trauma informed. I wanted to explore somatic work with clients. So I saw my gaps as a coach and I received the feedback. I didn't let it stop me or paralyze me. I was still coaching. I didn't buy into the misunderstanding that I was an imposter coach. I didn't quit, give it all up, throw it in the trash. Instead, I enrolled in a 300-hour mastery coaching certification program to receive all of those gifts. To receive all of those gifts and to really grow into and fill my gaps. Right? So my certification program, the, the program that I enrolled in, it was over $10,000 of an investment. And at the time, I was hardly making any money in my coaching business. So I chose to continue working in my salon to ensure I could pay for my certification program. I knew it wasn't wise to put that amount of financial pressure on my coaching business in the very beginning. 
I had done that once before. I put financial pressure on my yoga studio when it was first starting out, and it's really tough on a new business. So as as we are conscious entrepreneurs here for the long-term legacy that we're building and creating, we allow ourselves the space to grow and expand authentically in all of our edges, and we allow ourselves the space to grow and expand and fill our gaps. And we're transparent about our journey because we know it helps others do the same. And when we do that, when we're transparent about our journey, we breed authenticity because we are embracing all parts of our path. This moment right now, me and you, it is based in authenticity. This is fully authentic. And this is the antidote to imposter syndrome, to fake coaching and shiny object entrepreneurial hype. When I started business coaching, I hired a business coach to learn more about marketing and sales. I have been on a personal branding expedition for a couple of years now. And what I've learned is personal branding is a mirror to your own personal growth. It never ends. But those arenas, those were my gaps. These were the areas I wanted to grow and master. And so I answered that call and made the choice to step up and grow into my gaps. So I could not only be better as a business owner and do right by my company, but also my clients. I want to authentically lead my clients. And I'm transparent about that. And I'm still growing. At this point, everything, every program, every piece of growth that I invest in as a coach, as a human being, my clients get the benefit. They, they get the benefit of it. <laughs> and they know this. They get all the juice in my signature coaching container, Expand. Trust me. <laughs> it's such an honor. So instead of getting stuck and paralyzed by thinking you're an imposter, do you perhaps need more training? Do you need a coach? Do you need deeper mentorship? If you're a coach or guiding others in any part of their journey, the answer to those questions is a resounding yes, 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 yes. (laughs) And can you begin now and not become frozen by what you don't have, but instead trust all of your gifts wisdom, and experience while you continue to grow and invest in yourself as a business owner and entrepreneur? Can you give yourself this time and start to enjoy your journey, to fully embrace it? That's embodied feminine energy in business, which can be and is meant to be supported and held by the structured and disciplined masculine versus unintegrated, unhealthy, forcing, having leaky boundaries, doing the most, and rushing your process. So I want you to look at it this way. Any thoughts of imposter syndrome are just thoughts. They're here to give you feedback. So as you're navigating your business growth, I just want to point this out that imposter syndrome is probably going to crop up. Just consider it will come up in some kind of way. I still have imposter syndrome thoughts, but they're definitely not as loud as they used to be and they don't last. I do the thought work and 
allow any feelings to be felt, receive the feedback from the thoughts, and I integrate it into my experience moving forward. And I can promise you, deep integrated thought work will become your normal state. It'll become a more natural state of being the more you do it, the more you coach yourself through it. So if you can just um, like examine, examine the thoughts and imagine these thoughts are here for a reason. And so look for the reason, look for the feedback and also where is your own hunger and opportunity for growth versus identifying with these thoughts or judging them or making them mean something about you, which causes you to get stuck with them. And when you're stuck in imposter syndrome thoughts, you're not moving forward in your business or your life. And that's not what we want, right? So examining the thoughts, looking for the feedback, Also, where's your own hunger and opportunity for growth and make moves moving forward? Okay, so let's loop this around to sales. What does imposter syndrome have to do with sales? I I felt like it was really important to presence imposter syndrome when we're talking about sales because if you're caught in the loop of believing you're an imposter, the energy in which you approach sales, if you're even having sales conversations, will be off. Actually, everything will be off, okay? (laughs) Everything will be a struggle in your business, whether you're creating content or delivering your services or having sales conversations, all of it. Imposter syndrome kills the vibe, okay? It just kills the vibe. So it's important to recognize that energy of imposter syndrome when it comes up. I want you to see it as a block that just wants something for you. Remember, our blocks are our friends and they just want something for us, right? (laughs) Imposter syndrome is, it's a very common core block for business owners and we got to move through it. We have to navigate and transmute it. And of course, there are other blocks, but I bring up imposter syndrome because I want you to notice those little doubtful thoughts in the background that may be coming up, questioning that you're not qualified enough, you're not good enough, you're not ready to either build, launch, or grow in your business. I see imposter syndrome as one of the most common blocks when entrepreneurs are designing, positioning, and selling their offers. So I wanted to call it out. I wanted to really spend some time here. So remember this formula to transmute your imposter syndrome. Number one, just notice the thoughts, feelings, sensations in the body that accompany the experience of having imposter syndrome. Just notice And then number two, question. Explore why it's here and what it wants for you, right? What does it want for you? And that will lead you into step number three, where you can receive the feedback, where you can get more training, where you can hire a coach, where you can grow and fill in your gaps, where you can make your moves accordingly, okay? But keep moving forward keep moving forward. Simple. All right. So let's get back to sales. When you're selling, you're serving. 
So once we move past these ideas stemming from imposter syndrome, we re-realize, we remember how valuable what we offer is. Your services help to change the world, remember? You're aware how impactful what you do is and why it's so important for you to bring this work into the world. It's also important for you to have alignment in your offerings that not only serve your client, but serve the growth of your business that serve the vision. Not only having alignment in your offerings, but an empowered sales process that serves the growth of your business as well. You understand how important it is for you to not give up. What would happen if you did? And what would happen if you did give up? What kind of loss would it be if you didn't bring your work and offerings into the world? Picture this. You have a dream client in front of you who's sharing with you their pain points and how they want to feel instead, how they want to feel. If you didn't stand in your power and invite them into what's possible for them through the work that you do and can provide, if you didn't have that conversation, if you didn't have the conviction that you can absolutely serve and help solve their problem and connect to their deeper desire, that feeling they want, if you didn't offer that, would you be doing a disservice to this person? Yes, you would. And what would happen if you did this once? You'd miss out. They would miss out. And what would happen if you did it again to another dream client or prospect? What would happen if you did it again and again and again? What would happen if you were of disservice 20 times? A hundred times for years. What would we miss out on? What gifts would you not be expressing? And how would that impact the world? I am brokenhearted just thinking about it. Are you? So you see, it's super important that you embody your power and strength in sales and also connect to the service you're doing in the world, in the lives of your clients, potential clients, every time you navigate the sales journey. And the truth is you are always in some part of the sales journey with clients, customers, and your business. Sales is like business as a whole like whole with a W, whole, whole, whole thing, the whole pie. Sales is like business from a whole perspective. It's, it's not a faucet that you just turn off and on. You don't have a moment of sales and then three months later when it's time to have new clients, prospects, leads, or customers in your business, you just turn the faucet back on again. Nope. And I know some of you listening are running your business in that way. And I am here to tell you, because I used to do it myself, sustainable, profitable growth does not work like that. The sales spigot is always on in your business. 
There are seasons and phases, yes, but it is always on. Sales is like business as a whole. You're always of service to and in your business. And so you're always in sales. You're in sales right now. How's it going? I want to offer some self-reflection. How have you been viewing sales so far in your business? In your business journey so far and even before business, I want to ask that. What did you think of business and sales before you became an entrepreneur? Hmm. Is there something here for you to shift? And I want you to look for the negativity, the fixed stories and judgments and identifications. There could be something here for you to grow out of so you can expand into your next evolution as a conscious leader in your business. And that's what we want, right? So before we wrap this up, I would be remiss if I didn't mention something super important to my personal process and outlook on sales, the offerings in my business, and how I am the embodiment of the work I do. It's passion, baby! Having passion and authentic magnetic energy in what you do in your business, your offerings, and who you lead the growth of your vision, brand, and company as. Who you lead as. Passion. Okay, so this may seem obvious, but yeah, we actually have to have this conversation because here's the deal. A lot of times, I see creators design the offerings they they have because they think they should do it a certain way or they think this is how other people do it so that's how they should do it. Whether it's coaching, like package work or offerings in your brick and mortar, your fitness studio, your wellness space, programs in your online business, Whatever business you have, whatever your structure and style looks like, the truth is, this is your creation. This is your work of art, right? And if you want to be innately successful and in divine alignment with what you create in your business, I want you to be lit up by your offers. Lit up. My signature program, Expand, lights me up. Every time I log into my computer and open up my expand folder in the Google Drive and add a training or build more content, tweak the outline, drop in a divine download I just had in meditation that I must share with my clients, it lights me up. When I get to connect with them online or in our weekly group coaching calls in my DMs and my inbox, I absolutely love it. I love to watch them grow. I love to see those light bulb moments. I love to see them making more money, launching their group programs and their coaching business or scaling their brick and mortar. I deeply desire what I desire. The feeling I desire is witnessing their empowerment and their growth in their business. I couldn't not do this. This is non-negotiable for me. It also lights me up to share with others about this program. I love talking about Expand, just like I am right now. 
I love sharing the wins that my clients get. I could go on and on and on. I love to brag about them in the most humble way, of course. <laughs> I love what I do in my business. How I lead and the work I create and the transformation I provide my clients, I am the embodiment of that. It's authentic. It's passionate. I deeply love it. And I want you to have the same connection with your offerings and what you're doing when you work in your business. It's so important to have this kind of relationship. You want to be obsessed with your offers, okay? <laughs> like as a service-led and soul-centered entrepreneur, get into this. <laughs> this creates an up-leveled, elevated, magnetizing energy in your business and people feel that. I love using this example. When I owned my yoga studio, I would talk to someone for an hour, like in the Whole Foods parking lot, sharing with them how yoga will change their life. <laughs> I was so passionate. I knew then and I know now in my bones how powerful what I do and what I offer is and the impact that it creates in the world. And you get to embody that same truth with conviction, how important, how valuable what you're here to offer is and be passionate about it. On this show, not only am I going to stretch you to ensure you're in alignment with your gifts, your offerings, your business and experience, but I'm going to hold you accountable that you absolutely love what you do in your business and in the world. Don't do it if you don't want to. You're not going to like that outcome if that's the approach. You'll get burned out and repel your dream clients and attract nightmare ones instead. I think that's all I need to say there. <laughs> you can let your imagination run for a moment, just a moment, with the thought of delivering offers you don't love. Yeah, not fun. Maybe you've done that already. Maybe you're doing that now. You know how painful that is. I know I know how painful that is. So, dear one, may you go forth and be the authentic embodiment of your work of the work you offer your clients and embrace all of your imposter syndrome thoughts as just feedback of either a growth edge you're meeting or a gap you need to grow into. I know you can do this. I know you can empower your sales process and build the business you dream of. There is no other option, my friend. Throw out plan B and instead play full out in your dream. Sending you so much love. And until next time, remember, your vision sets the world free. With so much love. Bye for now. <laughs>